Hello and welcome to The Original Cast, a podcast about original cast albums and the people who love them. I'm Patrick Flynn. So as many of you may know, uh, have seen the news on the internet, uh, legendary producer, director, Broadway icon, Hal Prince, uh, just passed away at the age of 91. And uh, I wanted to publish this little quick uh, excerpt today because as chance would have it, last night I recorded an interview with uh, the director, Angela K. Perko, about the Phantom of the Opera, and we talked about Hal Prince, and I specifically talked about um, how much I think Hal Prince is responsible for that show's success. So I wanted to publish this little quick excerpt from that. I apologize for the audio quality of this intro. I am recording this on my phone, uh, because obviously this is happening right now. Um, And uh, there's an awkward cut in the middle, I want to warn you, where we sort of jump between topics, but uh, I just wanted to get this sort of little four-minute excerpt out for you to about Hal Prince that we talked about last night uh, as just seemed too good not to publish as a tribute to a man whose impact on American musical theater and the world of musical theater really cannot be measured um, in any tangible way. It is uh, larger than any of us can conceive, and we should be so lucky as to have uh, a modicum of the influence that he had on this art form that we all love and, uh, and appreciate. So here's a quick excerpt from my upcoming episode about, uh, the episode itself won't be out until September, but here is a quick excerpt from my interview with Angela K. Perko talking about Phantom of the Opera and specifically Hal Prince. So the, the man we haven't talked about yet who's involved in this show and I think is integral <laughs> to its success is Hal Prince. I think... I mean, the man has 47 Tony Awards or whatever it is. Like, he's gotten a lot of credit. But I really don't think he gets enough credit for making this show anything at all. Because he really, really did a good job at crafting moments of drama building and character connection that yeah. do not exist in the text. Absolutely. He does, like, they're really, and the first one, th- this idea that I know he had because of I read the book when I was a kid about the making <laughs> of this musical, uh, was the idea that the phantom ugliness under his mask would be revealed in two stages. Mm-hmm. That there is the initial stage where f- mm-hmm. the mask falls off, which is the famous scene from the Lon Chaney yeah. movie, and all that. Yeah. And Christine sees him, and she, he yells at her, and mm-hmm. it's really and damn you! Yes, it's really good. <laughs> I do like that. Really. I do. And yeah. he then, I mean, he stares at her, and he kind of screams at her, and she doesn't curse him or run away. She just no. gently hands him back the mask. Exactly. And it is that moment of tenderness that says has him go like, okay, you can go, which is super weird, but it is. It is well, a not, re- a, no, not only can you go, but I'm going to escort you up. And by the way, we're going to creep out a bunch of ballet girls while we go. Oh, yeah. Here we go. This is how I do. <laughs> this is what I am. Watch me do it. Uh, and he, but that is, it's that moment of quiet tenderness and understanding. That is a really, really nice moment yeah. of her character to be like, I'm not, you know, I'm super weird. Like, this is weird where I am. And like, this is kind of, I'm not 100% on this, but like, you're in pain. And like, it's That's, not your fault. Yeah, yeah. And then, but then to say the second level, which doesn't really read from where I was sitting <laughs> either time I saw the show, but is like <laughs> the second time she takes his mask off when she does it 
on stage live during the opera, you see that his wig comes off and you really see the full effect the of, his, of his deformity yeah, yeah. that then is how he is for the rest of the show. Like the full impact of his face is, is rendered to the audience. And why are we in the 80s? I mean, you said it. The title song of this show <laughs> sounds like nothing else in this show. No, it really it sounds... You it's it's you start with the overture and it's beautiful organs and then you've got like all these opera music and it's just it's like lovely and oh it's orchestral. But it is the overture. It, so here's the smartest thing in the show and this was po- this was pointed out to me. I did not. This is not an original thought. I okay. think it's on the. Um, oh man, hang on for a second. I have to give proper credit because her videos are fantastic. Um, you may know her once I find her name. Her name is. Doing this on mute during this. Lindsay Ellis. If you don't, I yeah, do know yes, her. I yes, love Lindsay yes, Ellis. Yes, her yes. video on the Phantom of the Opera movie. Her mo- her video on the Rent movie is. We cannot even talk about the Phantom good. of the Opera movie. That would be another. Three That's a whole other hours. thing. That movie is ungodly <laughs> awful. So but bad. the um, her videos on YouTube are awesome, <laughs> and her video on uh, specifically on Rent is great. But her video yeah. on Phantom of the Opera movie is great too because she pointed out. I always wondered why the show starts the way it does. It starts with this prologue with Raul as an old man buying the monkey, which isn't really that big a deal. (laughs) It isn't that big a deal in the show, but he buys it and he sings this little song about the monkey. And yet. And then they do the thing that I parodied at the beginning. And I always wondered, like, it's a great start, but I always wondered why. And Lindsay Ellis points out that the reason that scene exists is because you can't just lower the lights and then hit that huge D minor chord yep. on the organ. Nope. Because not everybody will be sitting down. Not everybody yep. like that moment needs for full effect, needs everyone to be quiet and watching. Yeah. And so whoever's idea it was, I'm gonna bet it was Al Prince's idea to put this <laughs> scene at the top, what is is brilliant. And yep. it gives this like scene that doesn't matter. You can miss it. It's not a big deal. We'll introduce the chandelier. It'll like spark to life and rise up. Fantastic. And we play this overture. But because it's an Andrew Lloyd Webber show, it's not really an overture. Thanks to Angela K. Perko for uh, talking about Phantom of the Opera with me. Again, that episode will be out sometime in early September. Uh, I'm Patrick Flynn. Good night, sweet prince. The rest is silence. And where are the clouds? There ought to be clouds. Where? Maybe next year.